0: Welcome to episode 55 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. I did that without my readers.
1: Wow, so proud of you. I have it way zoomed in, if you can't tell for future reference. (laughs) <laughs> that's like 130 percent. i usually keep my font on my computer at 90 or even 80 yes. percent. so
0: um i had someone yesterday after we had a great strength day in in freeman and i'll chat mm-hmm. a little bit about that but um how often it comes up that i am older and sometimes i put it right out there but You'll make statements like, "Oh, and by the way, the font is at, or the screen is at 130 <laughs> percent, so we're we're sure to cover um, the age generational difference, age yes, difference for sure. Um, we did have a great day in Freeman.
1: We did; it was wonderful. I um, before we get into Freeman, I want to note our super awesome technology setup. So, um, as you guys heard, sound quality wasn't the best on the last episode, and so we're always trying to tweak it to make sure it's easy and. Um, Nice to listen to. Um, so we have a, a little bit of a sound pad, um, affectionately called, which happens to be a beach towel my mom lent me, that is like a
0: hunter green with cats all over it. Really, the visual is hard to explain. It's it's a multitude of, of cat like kittens. Lots
1: of cats. Yes. Yeah, and neither of us are cat people, but Allie is much less of a cat person, and it has now become a thing in the office. A thing? That I just the cat thing in general, but now I keep this beach towel at the office so I can strategically place it near me, near you, near Trisha. I love that Annette came in today while I was wearing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so large that Tess can wear it like a cape. I think what's mm-hmm. kind of fun about this environment, and I'm trying to create a visual for you who are listening, is what we'll do to try to make this better. And it kind of reminds me, like any time that you're trying to get – a photo, t- this is going, okay, let's do a little bit of generational perspective. Uh-huh. This is old school. Yep. So when you used to have to pose or position your camera to get a picture that you were in. So essentially, if you didn't have a oh, tripod, yeah. yep. you would use. Didn't have
1: a selfie stick, didn't have a whatever. Right. Anything yep.
0: possible to lift it to the right spot. Yep. And this sure. is what this reminds
1: me <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Well, um, we did have an awesome day in Freeman yesterday. We did. Early day, late day
0: for you. You stayed so in session. It was a full day. Full day. When... um, So, so good. When you experience a full day and it doesn't feel like... A f- super full a day. full day, yeah. then you know that you're engaged and you know yeah. that you're in a great positive environment. We were literally surrounded by strengths reminders with the displays yeah. of strengths. I'll get a couple pictures to you. Sure. Um, and I know that you, you grabbed a couple pictures mm-hmm. yesterday. But just the general culture of we're engaged was mm-hmm. kind of off the charts. It was a staff in-service day. Mm-hmm. And here are some fun things that they did. First of all, they had someone come in and talk about self-care which I awesome. thought was, I mean, Jen was fantastic, took lots of notes on on her. Um, and it
1: was the second she'd come earlier in the year, right yes. at the beginning of the school year, which I loved because so much our learning is one and done. Like we talk about a great topic, but then there's we we have to take on our own ownership for follow-through. And I love that there is almost built-in accountability yeah. because it was like, remember that we talked about this right. in August and this, and not a lot of people remembered, which I don't know that I would have either. But it was really great that they had the same kind of person and the same topic, but it, it expanded a little bit at this really critical point of the school year for teachers.
0: And it beautifully tied in our earlier presentation, yeah. and then really what they were doing later throughout the throughout the day. Yeah. So when staff in service is fun. And staff and service is engaging, but it also provides mm. some information. I think you have more likelihood for people to take information Absolutely. and retain it. Yeah. So they played a game of knockout. It was great. And, it was yeah. just, and I know you participated in that. I,
1: I did not participate. Watched, I watched it. Observed. Yeah. I didn't want to take home their staff trophy. So, you know, I thought I better excuse myself from competition.
0: And I, I want to say that I really needed a day like that. Because um, mm. if you listen to the last Jen and Millie, um, it's, it's time for us to... To maybe move on with some,
1: <laughs> we've some talked m- about challenge, change, hardship dark times. That's been the last like five episodes have been.
0: <laughs> and if you listened to the last Jen and yeah. Millie, you heard me struggle. Yeah. And um, I I really appreciate the grace and understanding that a lot of people extended, yeah. and even to send um, messages of. Absolutely. Allison, I hear you and um, I care about you. Yeah. So I thought that it would be good for us to lighten it up a little bit today. And yesterday was a, break, a great, precursor yeah. to that because the day was full, yeah. but it felt full of light. Yeah. Um, just a level of engagement. Terry is incredible. Yeah.
1: Um, she yep. is
0: just so, she is intentional about yes. creating space for learning
1: Yes,
0: for mm-hmm. all of us. And you know, we were lucky enough to have one of the mentors say, hey, I reached out to Terry about a better way for me to understand my context, and he forwarded that to me, and I read it, and I thought, Oh, well, she's, she's a strengths expert. Yeah, and then just the intentionality um, that they have taken strengths to the next level as a school. Um, Tony has done a, a marvelous job, mm-hmm. and he did give you a shout out on Twitter. Um, oh gosh, it says, Twitter list test. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it says thanks to Allison Horn, um, Sean, and Twitter list test for a great day. Um, they have student ambassadors, yeah, high school students who are taking strengths, you know, back to their school environment yeah. in a really creative way. So, um, so I know that we we um, cast out some ideas about having people on the podcast and they
1: would be so great. They would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. So
0: if we wanted to future cast and think a little bit about how do you create a strengths culture? I think they would be great to interview. So, so, and Sean came in, which is always fun for me as a mom because I don't get to see him very often, but I really like, I was amazed. It's going
1: to, you're going to cry again. I I might.
0: This is in a good way, though. I was yeah. so amazed yeah. at his knowledge, mm-hmm. but how different it is yeah. from me. Mm-hmm. Even the way he articulates information, his yeah. experiences. But then all the things that he's doing with strengths that he doesn't even tell me about.
1: And of as we were not. walking out, he
0: said, Mom, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, look around. They've got strengths charts, and they have you know, yeah. reminders of this language everywhere. He yeah. said, that's really what the Clifton Builders... That's the intention of what we're doing. And you've got this happening at the high school level. He said, that's amazing. But then I said, Sean, why don't you tell me some of these great things that you're doing? And he said, because you would just just talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) So it kind of led me to what I thought was interesting as the four um, workplace appreciation love languages.
1: Yes. So it was an adaptation of the five love languages, which we've talked about a little bit before. But it was an adaptation for the workplace because I loved the meme that said "no physical touch," like no touching.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of Strengths Day and our friend Jay, um, who said, "I here is my bubble. Yep. I do not. I do not like hugs." Yep. Um, and he, a, a hug was snuck in, um, but. I do think it's important to ask people because we talk yeah. a lot about in relationship to strengths and also um, you know, Q12 measurements and engagement in the workplace, how do you want to be recognized? Mm-hmm. And I think the four appreciation, the workplace love languages, would be a great starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked for that sli- um, slide from Jamie. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully she'll share it with us and yeah. I can put it on the worth mentioning board. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be good to ask someone in what mm-hmm. way would you like yeah. To be praised. So back to Sean, he was like, that's not what I, that's not what I want from you. Yeah. He said, I just want to get it done and then I'll tell you about it when I. Yeah. When I That's want good. to.
1: Yeah. So I love that. So if you're not familiar with the five love languages, if you're listening, um, uh, five love languages are ways to express, to show, and also to receive care. Um, and so there was an adaptation of the five appreciation languages of the workplace. So it was everything except for physical touch. So that would be acts of service, or I think they said like random acts of kindness or acts of serving yeah. one another, uh, words of affirmation, uh, quality time, and
0: the fourth is gifts
1: gift yeah gift giving so they talked about with each of those like an act you know quality time you know obviously might be grabbing lunch together or spending your free period together um uh acts of service might be taking 10 minutes of a class time when someone needs to leave early gift giving might be bringing someone coffee or soda um, and words of affirmation just talking about Mm -hmm. their strengths or building them up and so um, it was a really neat I think adaptation of that because it helps us even they related it back we were sitting there and had gone earlier in the day did a session with them um, um, just around teammates and strengths and they talked about how strengths impacts that. And I know we've talked about that because you are definitely a words of affirmation person, which yes. makes sense based on communication. Um, woo. your high input. positivity, high input. I'm very much a quality time person, um, which is a lot to do with higher relator, um, intellectual context, individualization, wanting to spend quality time with people, especially one-on-one or in small groups. Um, and how much our strengths, right. Our behavior is, all-encompassing of who we are it, because it impacts our values and our life experiences and vice versa those things impact our strengths um, and our love languages are just another element of that another manifestation of it so you know I even think about my dad who I gave my parents the love languages book last year for Christmas and they both read it and took it and figured out what their love languages were and my dad his love language which I could have told you beforehand is acts of service Well, his number one is activator so he's all about just going and going and going and uh-huh. doing and doing and doing uh-huh. so he will unload the dishwasher and he will make sure he runs the errands and he will grab the groceries and he does I mean make sure dinner is prepared when my mom comes home like he does things to show love and it's so intuitive you know based on when you just think about his strength set
0: um, and that ties really well with um the quote we use often, the question we use often, mm-hmm. um the pondering from Jolene, for every yeah, job there's someone who loves to, to do it. it.
1: And he loves that because right. it's how he gets to express love, but it's also funny even growing up like my mom didn't necessarily see that or receive it. Like it was once we put language to, that's how he's showing love is by getting things done. Um, But it's because her love language isn't the same, right? And I love that because even a tool like strengths and like love languages helps us to open dialogue about that, to say, okay, my natural tendency, the best way that I receive love is through quality time, but someone else in my life might not have that as a top love language. So they might not intuitively think about that. They might think, oh, I'll give them a gift, right? To me, spending time with me is a much greater gift than a physical gift
0: right? so I want to strength spot I mean off the chart strength spot your individualization which we don't talk about a lot
1: yeah, yeah and I'll
0: you're really good at mm-hmm. noticing my connectedness and I don't know if if you're like me you have a light that comes on and then once that light comes on everything's illuminated like forever
1: forever forever
0: <laughs> so When you strength spot my connectedness, it has helped to shine light on my connectedness. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about your individualization very often, but Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about and listening back to the previous episode, when you were talking about the plans that you had for Alex, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it, and then as I kind of saw a few things on social media, and then just (laughs) to see you light up talking about it, and what you had done on Monday morning... Yep. very early on Monday morning, yep. <laughs> um, to really honor her turning 30, the thoughtfulness that y- you had asked her, and I also am friends with Alex on social media, so I got to see this firsthand as well. When she said, I just want this thing, it was more than just one thing, Yeah, um, you, you sought it out. Oh, absolutely! And she you made, made some, it happen. She
1: made some passing comment about gold balloons like two weeks ago, and so I was like, "I have to get her gold balloons." <laughs> like it is such an individualization thing, but it brings me so much joy. It does to be able to just like show her love and worth, and like to really build not only friendships, but like that's a momentous thing in her life. And what role do we have as friends and as people in each other's life to be able to honor those moments?
0: Okay. So going back to when I, you know, was tearfully talking last episode, when you simply put my strengths card out in front and lined up all my papers, that's individualization because you know what I need. Yeah. Even if I can't articulate it. And then when you're talking about gifting your parents the level language is yeah. good. <laughs> That's it. That is just a lot of individualization in me. (laughs) One of the things that I kind of thought that would be good for us to note today is that this Mm -hmm. is a forever practice. Oh, yeah. So you and I talk about strength spotting all the time, but I tend to get stuck in the narrative of your context Mm -hmm. and your adaptability. Those are the two that come to my mind. Which are one and
1: two, right? Right. But also, like, individualizations are my top five. Yeah, I know. And so, it's, but and I'm like and I don't feel like i
0: spotted a whole lot either because it's so ingrained in how I relate to people. And to me now, it's like a giant golden <laughs> um, balloon light that has lit up. That I thought, oh my goodness, yeah. I'm now seeing this all the time. Yeah, all the I saw it all day yesterday.
1: Okay, so I I think one of the coolest things actually that helped me like my individualization click was strength spotting Sean's individualization and he and I share individualization context as a blend we both have that in our top five which is a really really cool blend I think because it's about the uniqueness of people and a love of history so it merges and blends together to say I want to understand people's unique histories the perspectives that they bring as unique individual because of what they've gone through in life and I strength spotted his individualization in the way that he was talking about he's running for an office I hope he's okay he won't listen to the podcast yeah. I he's okay that's talking about this but he doesn't he's listen to any of them <laughs> he's running for an officer an office position in his fraternity um and he's up against another person and he's like oh yeah I know I'm gonna win but I have three possible concession speeches in case I don't win and they're all based on who will be in the room And it was like, well, that's obviously, I mean, so many of his other strengths, but the fact that his options were based on the audience is an individualization thing. It's customizing the message, customizing your approach to anything based on who is going to be there.
0: Well, I love how individualization blends with his competition, which I Mm -hmm. hadn't thought about too Mm -hmm. much until I was listening to him yesterday yeah. thinking about there's so much about his competing that is in that is within. Yeah. And when he's thinking about the opponent, he is thinking about them in a very special, I mean, unique way. Yeah. Like he's seeing the person for the whole person. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I mean, I am his mom, so I mm-hmm. love tenderhearted mm-hmm. moments, but I I love that his competition wasn't saying, "And I will defeat them." Yeah. I mean, I think he recognizes the gifts and talents that other people bring which is why I think strengths has come to mean so much more to him now. That individualization, it's what strengths is all about, the uniqueness of every person. And so I was thinking about um, today on my drive here, is context individualization, that's funny that you brought up Sean and and the both of you because I was thinking about the both of you have this. Is that your ability to hear a tiny little thing about the 30th birthday balloons? And you can retain it?
1: Um, I think... I don't because think your spatial you need...
0: recognition, you set... So I still have this visual in my head, the way that you set up the space for me before you left Fremont.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, sent me like a picture of it, and I was like, yeah, I just want to make sure you knew where everything was. But <laughs>
0: you you set it up in this spatial recognition of how I would see find it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: yesterday, I don't know if you remember doing this, you said, I put the uh, tote on top of...
1: Because I knew you'd forget about it because it was sitting behind a bookshelf. So I wanted to make sure it was visually present for you so you would remember to take the tote with you when you left.
0: Because you know... how I see
1: things. So I think that that example of spatial recognition like that and maybe a little bit of Fremont is context individualization blend The example of the balloon I think balloon I think is pure individualization okay because people with individualization you know Michael Libra and Gallup talks about her two grandmas one with individualization and one with consistency which are least likely pairs. Yes her grandma with consistency gives every grandkid a crisp five dollar bill. Every year to every kid, every Christmas, because that's how she best loves them, by treating them all very equally, Mm -hmm. fairly. Um, The other grandma, on December 26th, starts picking out the perfect gift for the following Christmas for every grandkid based on who they are. And so I think there's something about individualization that is always looking and making mental notes of small things that people say. So I do this throughout the whole year. I will make little mental notes about something that someone has said. And like the fact that I know multiple times Alex has talked about how she keeps words from people and notes from people and how the best gifts she's ever gotten are words of affirmation and notes from people. And so I was like, okay, obviously, that's what I want to do for her 30th birthday is collect all of these notes. And so I think something like, knowing you and knowing I need to put the box on top that's my context of knowing that you have forgotten things and easily forget things in community so i want to make sure you don't forget <laughs> things um but something like making notes about a good great gift or a great way to honor someone i think can be and often is pure individualization because you know we talk a lot gallup talks a lot about how people with high individualization are really good gift givers yes. because you pick up on the unique things of people but i also I think it's the ability to pick up and make mental notes of things that people have commented on. And so my mom does not have high individualization, but she has high relator. Um, and I think her relator functions in this way to us that are closest to her. So She's a hard time picking out gifts for other people, and mm-hmm. she might be fine with picking out whatever. But she, at one point, we were FaceTiming, we FaceTime every Sunday, and this was last year's kind of Christmas setup, FaceTime every Sunday. And at some point I was meal prepping and cutting. And I tend to cut myself a lot with knives when I chop because oftentimes I'm multitasking. Like I'm listening to an audiobook or I'm FaceTiming or Marco Poloing someone. And so I'm doing multiple things. So I just like Nick myself. Well, that was, I think it happened when I was FaceTiming my parents. And so I had to run my you know, finger under the water and, um, I run you know, myself
0: to urgent care you know, ER. No,
1: I have not had to do that yet. <laughs> but you So Christmas, I opened my gift from my parents or from my parents. And it's like a knife, like just one knife. And that's what I got from them. And it's so bizarre because they like to spend quite a bit on us as kids. And so, you know, my parents are, my Siblings are opening these like crazy gifts, and I figure out this is like a two hundred dollar knife. I'm like, what is what is this? I know they don't listen. It's this really fancy knife, and my mom said, "Well, I know you've cut yourself quite a few times, and I think it's because you don't have very good knives." And I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" And it's been the best knife since the knife, and I have oh. nicked myself once it it's shake your finger thing. right off. It was, yeah. like, I, was I, I like almost <laughs> cried when I got it because I was really nervous. I was gonna cut all my fingers off. but I literally have it because she knows and that's her relator, right? Because she is in relationship with me. She's intentional about our conversations. Um, but if she had high individualization, that would bleed to everyone. right. It would think about the unique needs and the uniqueness of each person that she encounters. Versus the relationship that she has.
0: And I i will say this. There's nothing better than a really good knife. There are a lot of things in life that the high quality Matters. is just life-changing.
1: And I didn't i didn't know, right? I had no idea. But I, like, all my scars have, like, healed in this last year of, like, not ever cutting myself when I cook.
0: I was thinking oh about man. that today when um, I have a little tiny um, travel-size knife. Um, container of a really good hand lotion that Gigi gave me years ago years ago and it's a teeny tiny one but it's such high quality and I was using the last of it thinking oh Oh this has been this has been a tiny little gift that someone gave me years ago (laughs) Mm -hmm. that has lasted me all of this time and each and every time I put the lotion on my hands I think this is such high quality yeah there are little things like that
1: Mm.
0: that I think the thoughtfulness is amazing when we're extended a gift like that. I think that's a good question mm-hmm. to our listeners. How do you gift yeah. in relationship to your strengths? And I think we've asked that question before. Yeah. But you know, maybe even with love languages tied in. Yeah. So your parents are also gifting with their their languages. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yes. And
0: mm-hmm. so do you. Mm-hmm. So I just think what you did for Alex over the course of the entire weekend mm-hmm. was beautiful. It
1: was so fun though. And that's the thing is because I was functioning in my strengths. Right? I would
0: not, I would not, um, name this if I didn't believe and know that you received as much joy, if not more. Oh, in doing this If you had done this and it was like, yeah, I had to do this and then I had to do this and this and it was painful for you or it didn't feel like joy to you, I yeah. wouldn't be naming it on here.
1: No, it was so much fun. And, and then you, to see You were reaction. excited. Yeah
0: and yep. you were so you were future casting about it yeah and then in the moment you were full of joy i mean yep. if you follow Tess on social media you could see that and yep. then even to hear you talk about it later after yeah. that's what we call those kinds of moments of flow yeah. and bliss and true joy yeah. and so the entire experience was yeah. full of joy for you so the future casting in
1: mm. yeah. the
0: moment being present and the memories that you have after absolutely so how do we craft more moments like mm. that
1: that's a good question.
0: Because I think we mm-hmm. need to. Yeah. Especially based on the last episode. <laughs> I think we need to. Great. So a couple well, let's fun let's things that came out of the last episode. Yeah. I forgot how funny Flo's character. <laughs> it's someone who commented, I think one of our, our listeners said, oh, the memories, I loved this show. Or was Jolene. Um. Someone yeah. said something about, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Kiss My Grits was... Really, a phrase. I mean, you, you just can't really make that up. No. So, just the time travel that we get to experience sometimes when we're on, um, and we're talking about the things that are Jen and Millie esque, mm-hmm. about the different generational perspectives. Yesterday, I mentioned culottes to you.
1: I have no idea what that. Oh,
0: culottes is. are like corduroy skirts. <laughs> And then we talked about, which I won't even get into, but people could probably guess, but we talked about what flip-flops used to be called and how that has made a, a generational change, thankfully, in language. <laughs> yep. um, so some of these things that mm-hmm. when we when we cast out dialogue about it, even talking about flow and kiss my grits, it can create moments of joy for people
1: yeah. because
0: they're having a, a reminisce
1: Absolutely. about
0: something yeah. that um, was maybe a great moment yeah. in that certain present at that time. But when we have memories that we can reflect back on and yeah. they bring us humor or they bring us joy, my culottes brought me a lot of joy. They were maroon.
1: All I think of is Kool-Aid when you say that. It's culottes. I, I, I know, but S- just I try, try say, saying
0: it, say culottes.
1: Culottes.
0: Yeah, culottes. Will you say it really night, nice? culottes. culottes. Um, so I'd love to hear from <laughs> listeners, what's a phrase from your generation mm-hmm. that you couldn't use today? That would make any mm-hmm. sense to um a different generation. So if when I said if I would said kiss my grits, I would have had
1: thought you had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> okay?
0: So what's a phrase that you could use? Think. Well, you use bitmoji you guys made, yeah, you know. Yeah, but it, so I
1: didn't have a bitmoji either. Like you, but you knew what it meant. This. I knew what it meant, but I didn't, I didn't have even know one. What it meant. Um I'm trying to think of like things that were super Popular when I was in junior high high school like Do Jersey Shore that? and oh good like Flava Flav and things like that your MySpace song oh my oh okay which this is def- definitely okay because but they're coming a little bit back into style so on my MySpace page when you had a MySpace page you could customize the song that played when someone else went to your page Like, it was like, did you, did you ever have MySpace? Uh, no. No? Okay. Well.
0: I never even saw MySpace. (laughs) Okay.
1: So MySpace, it was kind of like a merge between blog and Facebook. So it was a little bit of personal stuff, but you also, it was like a blog. You didn't really interact. you interacted a little bit with people, but it was more in messaging. And, um, but it was a little bit like a blog. You okay. know, a little bit about yourself, and so, but you could, you could customize, like, the theme of it, and I remember mine was, like, this dark maroon, like, super, I don't want to say it, um, it was a little, like, emo-esque, I like, was just going was to like, say,
0: <laughs> it was just an emo not, girl? I didn't,
1: wasn't really, no, but uh, very, like, deep, like, I really wanted it to, you know, you know, dark. display all the, yeah, all the emotions of my angsty junior high life, and, Um, but when you went to my page, one of the things you could do on MySpace is customize the song that played because nobody like muted what was happening on computers. Right. So when you went to a MySpace page, a song would start
0: playing. So kind of like when you open a greeting card and it has a recording of a song.
1: Yes, but in a tech, in a tech space, right? So you landed on the web browser page, like you clicked on my MySpace profile and you got to my MySpace homepage and... XO XOXO by Fall Out Boy started playing. <laughs> I don't know
0: that I know that song, but I know who Fall Out Boy
1: is. Fall Out Boy. So I'm trying to remember the name of the album. Let's see if I can find it here. But I had, it was, um, their, ooh, Fall Out Boy was like my favorite band forever, which is
0: just hilarious. That's pretty emo too um, for that time, isn't it?
1: No, they were pretty popular. Um, but like sugar, we're going down swinging, um, from under the cork tree. This is 2005. Um, this was my favorite album. And I'm trying can you to still go of, to your MySpace page? Oh, that's a really good thought. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think
0: so. I want to know. <laughs>
1: Let's see if we can. You I can't,
0: don't, I MySpace no doesn't still exist, right? Or does it? Once
1: you put something out into the universe... Oh, I know that. <laughs> the website. That's actually
0: my entire <laughs> spiritual oh practice gosh, once you yeah. put something out into
1: the universe. universe. Okay, so XOXO was the song that you got to from From Under the Cork Tree, the album. But I also, A Little Less 16 Candle, A Little More Touch Me was one of my favorite songs. <laughs> this is so bad. Well, because Dance Dance was super popular and it was like their more upbeat song. Okay. But there were so many, like, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner. Or like, there, oh gosh, there were so I many really good. This. So many really good songs off of this. There's songs that I loved. I wouldn't say they're really good. I should go back and listen before I like stake my musical reputation on Fall Out Boy. But my my taste has refined a whole lot since middle school. But
0: I follow you on Spotify. I don't see Fall Out Boy coming yeah, up very no, often. But I I'll, don't. I'll be looking for it now. I don't think
1: I have um, played this album probably since then. Just so when
0: you when you experience when you think about that song, do you immediately think about your MySpace page? Because no. I think there's so much I, tied to music and and memory.
1: I so I think about um oh yeah, you can log in on MySpace. Okay. Okay. This will be okay, we can't do this on the podcast, but I'm going to see if I can get into my MySpace page
0: and This is fantastic. Oh gosh, this is scary. Um So can I ask you, um, just in the spirit of vulnerability. Yeah. Um I think you probably were just glad that I finally cried on the podcast. Oh,
1: I was so glad. It was like a release. I was very glad you finally spoke it out because I feel like for, um, golly gee, we segue into new topics really quickly. I was going to talk about my music I want you to. I want you to. Um, We, uh, because we've been talking about how we've been going through hard times and specifically you have been going through a hard time and how your strengths have impacted that and what kind of practices you are working on to help that. I think we've had a lot of people reach out concerned about you and just want to know what's happening. And so the fact that you said divorce, that was the first time you named that word on the podcast. I think that was powerful because words matter. And the fact that you no longer, right? And I think, and I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or if we talked about it after, because our conversations blend so readily between the podcast and between, um, and between our lives. But I think that because vulnerability and Brene Brown are so popular that there's a lot of, and I don't think this is what was happening, but there's a lot of false vulnerability. I'm yes. saying I'm going through a hard time, but not actually willing to speak out what exactly that is. Yes, And so I thought that what we did on the last episode was the most brave I've ever seen you. And I loved witnessing that. Like it was so beautiful to sit here and to watch you I mean, blubber and nearly, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, one word and it's gonna be, we're gonna have to pause. But I thought that was that was the the thin space right between like real life and mm-hmm. these conversations. And that's why we thought these conversations were important. And we need to talk about flow and to talk about the cat towel that we have on the table right now. And but we also need to be able to model that what vulnerable conversations look like. Because I think even in in our culture, because vulnerability is such a common like buzzword, and we talk about the need to be vulnerable. I mean, even think about some of the staff activities we do, which are are great, but we never to me i have such a radar for like bs vulnerability mm-hmm. of like oh i'm going through a hard time and which may be very accurate but unless you're really willing to sit in it and i do this all the time you're actually creating walls rather than than open doors to have conversations about the vulnerable vulnerable spaces and i do this too like emotional detachment from the hard things that are going mm-hmm. on and that does not lend itself to success right Right. it does not lend itself to healing when you have to and sometimes we need to emotionally distance ourselves from the hard things that we're going through but it doesn't lend itself to true growth and healing and development as a result of it it's when we actually name what's going on and we connect our whole self our actions our feelings our behavior all back to what's happening that i think we start to take steps in the growth mindset process right it's not a one day I will or I haven't done this yet it's like that's step one is acknowledging is naming what's happening is acknowledging it and being willing and
0: comfortable to sit in the vulnerability and I think you modeled that so well well part of that is because this is a safe space this Mm -hmm. is a safe container I forget that this is going out (laughs)
1: To publicly. A lot of <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you and mm-hmm. I have a safe container and I it's it's like the microphone's not even here. Yeah. And so, you gave me the grace and the the trust is built between the two of us that I could say it and name it and I knew I was going to be encouraged to do so and I knew mm-hmm. I was supported in that statement. Yeah. So, that piece of it has been very freeing for me mm-hmm. because even saying divorce feels like I'm saying failure. And that's very hard for me, as you know. Um, but also, just to be open to say, you know, here's what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Is a, it was important for me to say. Yeah. So, in that spirit, and the reason I brought that up is I think that you were pleased that I, I was like, yep, this is where things are at. Finally, I can just say it. Yep. I would encourage you, if you have access to your MySpace, <laughs> I hope that our next Instagram well, picture, picture my is a picture of your. I'm gonna really try and find it. I'm so curious. Emo tests. and I would love to see and hear from you. What was the MySpace experience as a as a junior high? I'm trying to
1: remember. Junior high to high school
0: mm-hmm. is that when you? I think junior high. It was early
1: on in high school. I stopped and switched to Facebook.
0: So I would like for us to talk a little bit about yeah. that, and for you kind of to over, own. Yeah. That version of tests. Yeah. I think there are many versions of tests. Yeah, but the tests, just like back to you know, strength spotting your individualization. Yeah, like sometimes when you share about emo tests, like this. I would say angsty tests. I was never okay.
1: fully emo, and and the only reason I like want to clarify that is because there were a lot of people. That's a very prevalent subculture in society, and so I don't necessarily want to associate myself actually out of respect for them, because that is a very like.
0: Okay. Uh, let me rephrase it.
1: <laughs> junior high test. <laughs> Angsty middle school test. Middle school <laughs> test
0: I think is probably very different than the tests that we see today. But mm-hmm. the tests that I know, and so back to your con I hear your context and your adaptability when I think of you. Yeah. When I think of you, I think of old soul. Yeah. So I like anything that illuminates the various layers of tests. Sure. Middle school, junior high, high school tests.
1: <laughs> yep
0: now tests you know mm-hmm. just all of those ways that we can and we do this a lot here on yeah. the podcast even though I don't have high context I mm-hmm. love to ponder what would five-year-old self think of this yeah absolutely um I love to, your connectedness I love to <laughs> I love yeah. to ponder you know seventh grade self mm-hmm. where would she fit today yeah what oh would she gosh. do differently so mm. let's let's take a deeper dive into that if you wouldn't mind yeah that's, um, really fine. And that's kind of a way for us to model a little bit of vulnerability as well
1: I love it I love it. That'll be fun. Um, yes. I remember when I think about Fall Out Boy and think about that song, I don't think about my MySpace page. I think about sitting in my closet with my Nokia phone, T9. My, I was the first person in my class to get a cell phone when I was in sixth grade, um, and it had a bright orange cover, and I remember calling into my local radio station to request that song to be played.
0: Did you have a dedication with it?
1: no I didn't I wanted it anonymously gosh I but love I just wanted it played all the time sorry <laughs> to remember a request calling I have a picture it. of this
0: in my mind <laughs> were there like thin Girl Scout thin mints next to you or something like that I just picture play the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> song while I ate my thin mints. Play it. ate
1: my thin mints. Um, oh my gosh! I don't think I was still a Girl Scouts at that point, but they were probably thin mints in the house. Why
0: did you get a cell phone first
1: out of everyone in my class? I because I think my parents got it for me because I had so many activities and they like I was involved in everything, every sport, and so the main reason that I got it was to text them when the bus got back into town for whatever game that I was at. They didn't think that you'd be calling the radio station. No, they didn't, which is why I was in my closet calling the radio station. Do you think they know now?
0: <laughs> I'm sure they I do. I hope they like listen and hear this. A, they There's so don't. many references to your mom and dad on this podcast this I love, time. I love it. I also,
1: I am, like, I've been feeling homesick lately, and I'm excited to be able to go home
0: for Thanksgiving.
1: I haven't seen them
0: since May, which is a long time I love the, the snap that I saw of the joy <laughs> because I see – the Instagram. I'm not on Snap. I'm, I'm sorry, snap, Instagram. Snapchat list test as well. <laughs> Twitter list test and Snapchat list test. Um, the the visual that I had of your mom and dad in a moment of joy, I see you in both of them. Yeah, for sure.
1: It was I'm a cool really good blend of both of them. So although none of us kids share any strengths with my parents, which is
0: fun. It is fun. So. It's
1: it's unique, I think. So it is Oh, anyway, good episode. A little bit of a recap. We loved our time at Freeman. It was so wonderful. Um, We'd love for you, kind of in the spirit of that, and this weekend to think about maybe a way that you give gifts. And what is your dominant love language and how do your strengths and your love language correlate to the way that you most naturally give gifts to other people so share with us i think what we've asked before is the favorite gift you've received yeah um so maybe the favorite favorite gift you've given and how your strengths and love languages play into that and then you had another question remind me um well i think i wanted to kind of just what did i say you said you'd love to ask our listeners about something I don't know. I'll have to listen Usually back. Usually I'm good at remembering that. Well, there was a question embedded somewhere. And so we'll... Yeah, I hope you can find I it. hope you can find it <laughs> and respond to it. Um,
0: yes. I did want to um, go back to Freeman a bit. And I love the... This is probably, when you think about those four appreciation languages, it was quality time, it was acts of service. But I loved being part of their Thanksgiving meal. Oh.
1: It was delightful. So
0: the superintendent planned a beautiful Thanksgiving. Um, meal, which mm-hmm. he served with his family, like his
1: family to
0: the school staff during the end service. Like
1: his full family, like his wife, yes. his kids, and his parents.
0: And it was beautifully, I mean a beautiful, long, extended table. Spread. One big table. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, some oh, of those things, yeah. little tiny pieces that made it meaningful. Not though.
1: individual round tables, but a whole family
0: style yes. table. All the staff. The folded oh. um, napkins and really? the cranberries on the table. And oh. the meal was wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to extend gratitude that we were included included in that, yeah. but then to see something like that modeled. It was Andrew Havelka as their superintendent, yes. and he's just doing an incredible job. Yeah. yeah, it was wonderful to see that, and just to see all the school staff and the way that they supported one another, and kind yeah. of think outside the box, what does mm-hmm. an in-service look like? Um, when you gather people that work mm-hmm. together, how could it be fun? Yeah. That was a question right. we pondered yesterday. Yeah. Um this this is always our our conversations are always fun to Mm -hmm. me i know the last podcast probably didn't sound like fun it was so fun it was right so
1: fun it was right at the time and
0: it was right at the moment um but having a cat towel in here (laughs) makes things fun just even knowing that someone owns a cat beach towel um makes my life a little bit more fun so
1: i'm glad Mm, well anyway thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode number 55 of jen and millie If you enjoyed enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend to interact with us and share the responses to the questions we posed, which are layered throughout because (laughs) I can only remember the one that we talked about um, at the moment. But follow us on Instagram. I'll probably also post a picture of the cat towel and some of our pictures from Freeman, our day at Freeman. But feel free to follow us on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at
0: G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. And the views of this podcast. Are exclusively Allison Horn and Tess Starman and do not reflect the views of the teammates mentoring organization.
1: Until next time.